Hello and welcome to the GTL News Brief. It's Wednesday, May 19th, and here are a few of the top stories from the world of trade and trade finance this week. The UK's Serious Fraud Office has announced it's investigating potential fraudulent trading and money laundering at GFG Alliance, dealing another serious blow to the group's efforts to find emergency funding after the collapse of Greensill. The SFO announced on May 14th it would probe suspected fraud, fraudulent trading and money laundering in relation to the financing and conduct of the business of companies within the Gupta Family Group Alliance, including its financing arrangements with Greensill Capital. It's the first time enforcement authorities have announced an investigation into the alliance, which is headed by metals magnate Sanjeev Gupta. Environmental groups are urging the European Commission to exclude liquefied natural gas and biofuels as sustainable alternatives for vessels in an upcoming maritime fuel law in the European Green Deal. In a letter, 17 NGOs in total have told the Commission to explicitly exclude biofuels and fossil fuel natural gas from the scope of Fuel EU Maritime, a sustainable fuel initiative which is part of the bloc's Green Deal. Instead, they call on the EU to focus on green electrofuels produced from renewables such as hydrogen and direct air capture if the production of CO2 is required. The UK's Law Commission has announced a consultation on a proposed legislative reform which would give legal recognition to electronic versions of trade documents such as electronic bills of lading. The move comes in the wake of the recent commitment made by G7 digital and technology ministers to adopt electronic transferable records in international trade transactions. The Law Commission's proposals highlight the criteria that electronic trade documents would need to meet so that they can be recognised in the eyes of the law and therefore used as an alternative to paper versions in global trade. The Law Commission is consulting on the proposed changes until July 30th. In other news, a move by India, Japan and Australia last month to collectively boost supply chain resilience could eventually squeeze China out of the trio supply chains for sectors such as semiconductors, batteries and rare earths, experts say. The three countries' trade ministers announced the supply chain resilience initiative following a video call on April 27th and said that supply chains have been left vulnerable due to a range of factors. However, Observers say the initiative mainly stems from something the three countries have in common, testy political relationships with China. Now we turn to a major story from the past few weeks. A new commitment made by G7 digital and technology ministers to adopt electronic transferable records in international trade transactions has been hailed as a momentous step forward for trade digitisation. And in the wake of the news, businesses are now being called upon to get ready for digital trade now or risk being left behind. At a meeting held in late April, the intergovernmental organisation made up of Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the UK and the US agreed a framework that will champion the work of the United Nations Commission on International Trade Law and promote the adoption of its model law on electronic transferable records. Earlier, I spoke to senior reporter Eleanor Rag to find out why this is such a significant step for trade digitisation. 
Okay, so this is a new commitment made by the G7 Digital and Technology Ministers to adopt electronic transferable records. And the G7, as you know, is made up of Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the UK and the US. And this is a really big deal because they've agreed a framework that will champion the work of the United Nations Commission on International Trade Law or UNCTRAL and promote the adoption of its model law on electronic transferable records or MALETA. Um, that's important because trade digitization kind of seems to have got as far as it possibly can without legislative reform. I mean, if you look at the stats, um, the private sector, so banks, exporters, tech solution providers, they've been plugging away at this for over two decades. But then, you know, just to take for one example, the Bill of Lading, which is where a huge amount of effort has been concentrated. Only about 0.1% of all bills of lading issued are electronic, according to the Digital Container Shipping Association. So that's tiny. Um, so I think that everyone's come to the realization that while it's all well and good having point solutions that hinge on contract law, this thing is not going to scale until we overcome the legislative barriers that mean that in most jurisdictions, only paper is considered to be a legal document. So. I think the G7 declaration is very encouraging because, you know, th there's sometimes this impression, right, that these transnational organizations are just talking shops. But if you read it, this isn't some sort of wishy-washy declaration of intent. You know, this actually lays out a series of action points. So, Eleanor, what are these action points exactly? And what steps have countries pledged to take in the coming months? So, by October this year, all members have agreed to map domestic legal barriers to the use of electronic transferable records. So that's kind of pinpointing which bits of law in each country are standing in the way. So in the case of the UK, it's the 1882 Bills of Exchange Act and the 1992 Carriage of Goods by Sea Act. Once they've identified those barriers, they've also pledged to work out how to address them, look at any further legal issues that may require international collaboration, um, have a look at regulatory issues that might stand in the way of the private sector adopting electronic documents, and then also come up with a sort of roadmap for cooperation. And Eleanor, is there now a sense that banks and businesses are going to quickly ramp up trade digitisation in the wake of the G7 announcement? Well, I think so. Um, I spoke to Chris Southworth, who's the Secretary General of the ICC in the UK, and he told me that the strength of the commitment from the G7 ministerial group and the progress already underway in the UK indicate that the international legal framework for global trade is likely to change quickly. And he also said that businesses really have about 12 to 18 months to prepare. You know, we've already seen a lot of movement in the electronic bill of lading space recently, even prior to this announcement. And um, I think both trade financiers and technology providers are likely to move fast to capitalise on this momentum. Thanks for listening to this episode of the GTR News Brief. We'll have more stories from the world of trade and trade finance soon. The music used for this episode was provided by Kevin McLeod with his track Loopster, as well as South London Hi-Fi with their track Sunrise Drive. Thanks for listening.